welcome to the Instant Karma Podcast. Today I'll be introducing myself and talking about a few things, most importantly, the war on terror. First of all, I'll introduce myself. Hi, I'm Michelle, I'm 15 years old, and I live in St. Louis. Before you turn off this podcast saying, oh, it's just another 15-year-old talking out of her ass, saying things she doesn't understand, they aren't relevant to today, please do listen before you judge this. What you think about me is unimportant compared to what I have to say. You can have your own opinion about me, and that's just fine, but please do listen. Alright, having said that, I think I can start. Alright, my first topic is going to be the war on terror, and I'll start out by comparing the 60s and the 70s to today, because they're very similar in the presidency, the way the government is being ran, and the war in general. This war is unnecessary, as was the Vietnam War. The only thing that is fueling the war in Iraq is the 9-11 tragedy. I'm not going to be saying, oh, 9-11 was a conspiracy, because I honestly do not think that it was a conspiracy, but I do think that Bush and his whole government are using it to fuel their own propaganda, because we've been in there for, what, three or four years? Don't you think that if we didn't find any weapons of mass destruction that we should just pull out? It makes sense, but no one's doing it because President Bush doesn't want to admit that going in there was a mistake to begin with. I mean, everyone knows that Iran is what we should have gone into, even though there shouldn't be any war in general. But he doesn't want to admit his mistakes. Alright, so comparing it to the 60s and 70s, there was no reason to go into the Vietnam War. I'll give President Bush that. There was a reason to go in, but there is a reason to come out. There's no way you can solve anything by going in and bombing and killing thousands of innocent people. And the fact that nobody's paying attention to it is ridiculous. I mean, there's no positive media out there today. They just report, okay, here's what happened here. Here's who got killed here. Here's what happened in Japan, Russia, China, Iraq, Iran, Italy, France, whatever. Whatever happens wherever gets reported here in the U.S. However, there's so much impractical or useless information being given to us by people about celebrities. There, there's, no, there's nothing you can do with the information saying, oh yeah, well, you know, Paris Hilton did this, and here's who got this aborted here, and who here's who's pregnant with this person's child, and all this. This is useless information. We can benefit nothing from this. You just know it. I mean, everybody knows that Brad Pitt is married to Angelina Jolie, and they're both famous. Okay, what 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 can you use with that? You just have that information, and it's useless. But you know, in the in the sixties and the seventies, they sh- they could shield things. You could go to a newspaper and say, "Oh, okay, well." Here's what I did. I know it was wrong, but I need you to cover this up. That's how some people stayed out of the media. Like, there weren't any stalker paparazzi or anything like that. And they respected people's privacy, but they also 
cared about what was going on overseas and what was going on with the war in Vietnam. But people today are apathetic. It's my generation. Because in the 60s, the youth was the major reason for the radicalism and for the peace movement. However, teenagers, you know, today are apathetic. They're just worried about their own lives and they don't really care what's going on besides in their own lives. You know, they're, dare I say it, emos. Yeah, emos. I said the word. They, they don't care about anything. And that's what makes up the population of today. There are... A th emo has become a trend. And it's stupid because nobody's paying attention to what's going on over there. They're just listening to their music and indulging in their own lives and saying, oh, it's so sad, I can't get this and I can't get that, so let me hurt myself because it makes me feel better. And it's stupid because there's so much going on besides them. But I'll stop talking about my generation, what's wrong with my generation, because it doesn't matter. I will bring this to their attention and you need to shove it down their throats until they realize it and until I can change their heads and make them care about something other than their own lives. <sighs> Alright. Speaking of the news, the tragedy in Omaha where, in case some of you haven't heard, where a teenager, I'm pretty sure, went in to a mall, shot eight people, then killed himself. There was nothing positive that came from that. And there's actually nothing positive that you can get from knowing that other than knowing that the world is in a safe place. And it's another thing that's wrong with my generation today. How can someone go into there and, and shoot eight people then just say, oh, I snapped, and then kill himself? I mean, there was nothing good that came from that. And... Reporting on that is another way, I mean, the media doesn't cover anything. They don't cover up anything. But the problem is, they also don't hold anything from us. They tell us everything, which scares us. There are some people so scared that they won't even leave their house because they're scared of dying. And that's another way that the government uses the media to scare us. They don't want us speaking out. They don't want people like me speaking out and saying, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. They want everyone to be scared and to hover and to hide in their little houses and just live their life day by day following the systems game. I'm not going to do that. And they'll realize it because I'm going to tell them. But anyway, I would now like to talk about the Patriot Act which is a little off-topic, but it is still rel relevant. Okay, the U.S. Patriot Act was signed and passed some 40-some-odd days after the 9-11 attacks. Had it been passed a year after, President Bush would have not gotten away with it because people would not be in shock from what happened, and they would take the time to the review this carefully. But everyone was in shock, and they wanted to pre protect our nation by whatever means possible, so they blindly passed it. And the primary problem with the Patriot Act is probably best summarized by the U.S. Supreme Court. This says, 
Does the Constitution permit permit executive officials to detain an American citizen indefinitely in military custody in the United States, hold him essentially incommunicado, and deny him access to counsel with no opportunity to question the factual basis for his detention before any impartial tribunal? What that basically means is the problem with it is that the U.S. government has the power to hold American citizens and foreigners without any charges or any trial, but that they can challenge, but detainees can challenge their treatment in the courts. They can't challenge the reason they're being held. Basically, they can speak out and say, you know, my treatment, they, they tortured me, they treated me wrong, etc. But they can't, the U.S. government can hold them for as long as they want to. If they think you've done something that has to do with terrorism, including domestic terrorism, they can hold you for however long they want. They can treat you however long they want because they can silence you because you're in the government's custody. So that's the main reason that's wrong with it. And I do not agree with the U.S. Patriot Act at all. It was the only, re like I said, the only reason we got away with it is because everyone was still distracted by what had happened. Everyone was still in mourning and in shock about 9-11, so they weren't really paying attention. They wanted to protect the U.S. by whatever means necessary. And there's, that that's the only reason it got passed. But... Yeah, I'm against the Patriot Act because I believe in human justice. I do believe in it, but there's no reason why people should be subjected to that just because of racism or discrimination. And I know it's discrimination. The U.S. government, believe it or not, has brainwashed us to think now, oh, every time a black person passes by, you know, they're obviously going to mug you, or anytime somebody that's Muslim, or, uh, yeah, somebody that's Muslim or Arab passes you, oh, they're uh, definitely going to bomb something or bring down a U.S. airplane into one of our government buildings, or anytime you see someone Jewish, they're obviously going to be a rabbi, or they're going to start making money, and that's what the U.S. government and the media has brainwashed us to think. They're not the enemy. They're my brothers and sisters. They don't understand this. They're my brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter if they're not. It doesn't matter if we're not related by blood. We're all people. We're all humans. And that's what the government doesn't understand. Because they sit in their little high offices and say, oh, well, you know, you look this way, and you're acting funny. We're going to hold you. We're going to torture you and bother you. All in all, I think Bush uses 9-11 as an excuse to fill out his own agenda. And the problem with our government is, you know, they can just say, oh, that's unpatriotic. Unpatriotic. You can't say that. You're against America. No, it's not unpatriotic. I'm for the U.S., but what you're doing is wrong. 
you know, patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels, and our our government, the U.S. government, is a bunch of scoundrels. There's nothing that can be said differently that will contradict what I say that will be correct. And now with the CIA tapes that are missing, there are CIA tapes missing, and you know the government is all like, no, well, we want justice, and we will find the tapes, and we will all this, and it's not true. They'll find, and they say they're going to find who destroyed the CIA tapes, and they can't find them because they're the ones who destroyed the CIA tapes. But in order to be in order for peace to work, people need to be more aware about these things, and they need to speak out against it, and the government needs to realize that peace is economical. It is economical to have peace. We can use the money that's going into the war and into all this equipment and machines and all this. We can use that to help help we can use to help ourselves we shouldn't have we shouldn't have a deficit in america we are in debt so much it's not even there there's no joke about it we're in debt to all the countries and yet we don't care and the problem is that more money and more money keeps getting drained into a lost cause. The war is a lost cause. There will end up being a draw. Mark my words, there will be a draw at the end of the war in Iraq. Bush will pull out and say, okay. No, it won't even be Bush. It'll, be, it'll have to be whoever is the next president. I'm pulling for Obama, but that'll be on a different episode on why I am. But it's not going to be Bush. He's not going to admit that the war in Iraq is a mistake and it shouldn't be done and he destroyed America and everything we stand for by draining all of our money into a lost cause and putting us in debt and all these different things and he ruined America it doesn't show life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness at its best. It shows it at its worst. And it shows what we're willing to do to further our own agenda and what we're willing to do to show all the other countries that we're the top dog. And it shouldn't be that way. There should not be a competition between... All the countries saying, oh, well, you know, we're the best, we're the best. And what says America's the best country? There's nothing about us. In education, it's definitely not the best. Um, the acts that Bush has passed on it, you know, the no child left behind has just made us an even dumber country, to be quite honest. Because there are are children that don't even care about their grades anymore. They don't care about their futures. They just live day by day and want all the recent technology that's coming out, like the PS3 and the Wii and all this, 
and they don't care about their grades and they don't care about anything and they don't care about their futures or what's going to happen to us in the future they just care about themselves and they're just living in the moment and while I think you should live in the moment you should also be subconsciously thinking about okay well what's going to become of me in the next 10 years what's going to happen in, in the next 10 years in my country but there aren't people doing that and that's how I have to do this while I'm young so my generation doesn't further ruin the so my generation doesn't further ruin America because we're headed for the worst and people that don't realize that are close-minded or they're not willing to listen but we're headed for the worst if we don't stop what we're doing now then there's no hope and that's why peace needs to happen that's why the peace movement needs to happen again that's why it needs to be resurrected because you can have peace whenever you want it but most people aren't where they can have it or they're not aware that it's so easy to get peace but like John Lennon said you've got to keep selling and selling and selling it like a product and I have to keep selling it until someone thinks oh well it's war or peace that's the two products and who would pick war well the government will that's who I'm not and what most people misunderstand about this podcast is that I'm anti-government. I'm not anti-government, I'm anti-corrupt government. And at this point, there's no clear distinction between the two because most government is corrupt. I mean, we nearly impeached Clinton for, to put it in layman's terms, for getting a blowjob from one of the secretaries. I mean, there is infidelity happening all over this country and just because he's the president people are willing to treat him differently and I believe unless Bush's whole government is out of office by 2009 there's nothing we can do because even if Bush is gone his government and the laws are still in place it doesn't matter if it's a different president and vice president it's still going to be the same now that the majority of representatives are democratic I have more faith but at the same time things could change but ultimately we must have a president who believes in peace we must have someone who is willing to admit their mistakes and not ruin what we stand for in America as a country and all of its people because they're unwilling to admit their mistakes and that is the conclusion of episode one in the instant karma podcast thank you for listening